0: Good morning and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlos. I'm Kelly. Good morning. I'm Karen. Karen, today's a really interesting topic. It's something that you do in your sessions as a channeler that you are referring to as automatic writing. And do you want to start by telling us what it is? I think I'm just going to explain it in my own terms by what I've experienced automatic
1: writing to be. Because somebody else might do automatic writing and say they do it completely different. And I just want this to be my experience. I don't teach automatic writing or profess that I can turn somebody else into an automatic writer. For me, it began about four years ago uh, with just a paper and pen in the room that was sitting on the table and just a spirit guides telling me to pick it up and that they wanted me to write some things down for a client. And if you've been listening to any of these shows, you know that if they say turn left, I turn left. <laughs> if they say run into Walmart, I run into Walmart, I just do what I'm told. So and I and I don't mean that that sounded funny. But it's a real openness. It's a real trust. And so the automatic writing for me came as an extension of
0: I was just going to say they're telling me what to do with my life anyway. (laughs) This is an interesting psychological hole. Because we talk a lot about not people-pleasing, and you're saying they run your life. <laughs> we like talking about thinking for yourself, and you're saying you don't. <laughs> and believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, this is actually a tool that she uses <laughs> to accurately relay information when she's channeling. It's it's true. I don't
1: know how to, how to explain to somebody, especially if you're a psychologist listening to this, the type of balance that you have to have to trust yourself. But then also to be able to hear the spirit world talking, and be able to know exactly when you're to trust them. So does that come with age? Does that come with, I don't know, somebody might say, wisdom? Does it? Is it trial and error? Is it? Is it just that you figure it out? Because some days you do it, and it works and other days it doesn't. So you'll learn your lessons as you go. I would say that that relationship between myself and my spirit world is something that is always evolving. And so this day, it's another lesson in involvement. So I picked up the pen and paper. And as I hear or see or feel or using any of my senses smell anything, it's all of my senses. Now I'm putting it down on paper, instead of just saying it through my mouth. So my hand is now becoming another way to just put things down or to present them or to share them with the, cl- with the client. Sometimes it's random words. Sometimes it's full sentences. It's evolved over four years into letters, diagrams. If we, if we think about Jim Lennox and some of the sessions that Jim had and shared on podcasts, it was drawing diagrams back to the Second World War. A lot of the places and things that I know nothing about, and and here's a funny story. As of late, Kelly, the shed in the backyard is my, it's my etch-a-sketch. <laughs> or if you want to call it the dry erase board or the chalkboard, I don't know how to describe it, but it's looking out the back window towards the shed in the backyard. And I wanted to take that shed down, you know, <laughs> that was coming down this spring. And now I don't know what to do. Because every time I look out there, It's like the spirit world draws shapes and diagrams and writes messages on it for me. The dead people sit on it and talk to me and wave at me. And I've actually been using it to just transpose everything that I see onto the paper. So sometimes it's I see it visually outside, like locational, like on the shed, sometimes I see what I'm supposed to write or draw like on the floor in front of me. And then there are the instances where the writing isn't controlled by that slow of a process where I'm able to see it, take it into my brain and then write it. I would say that's a slower process. A more direct process for me has been that the actual writing just evolves on its own and I don't control my hand. So you've seen at the evening with mediums events where I can't control my own hand, it will shake. If the person wrote say they had a stroke and they couldn't write and the letters started getting longer and loopier or they got more stiff because they couldn't control their muscle movement in the hand and arm so it got more up and down and jarred in its writing. They couldn't take their hand off the paper perhaps. They dragged their arm across the paper. Then my arm will drag across the paper. It won't be able to lift. So what happens is in my hand and in my arm right up to my neck sometimes is that even if they hold the pen a different way, the pen will slip in my hand into a different way that I hold it between my fingers. And the client will say, that's how my dad held his pen. And I'll say he had to have because this this isn't the way I hold a pen. So there are some very clear signs for me that it's automatic writing. And that I'm not just trying to write what I think somebody wants to hear. Or that I'm just I'm in my own ego about it. If I'm feeling physically, I'm going to say physically, like in the muscles, a different kind of tension holding a pen around my fingers around my up, up my arms. That that isn't me. That isn't the way that I hold a pen in my own fashion of being relaxed to do cursive writing, for instance, sometimes the slant of the writing changes, the pressure of the pen changes. There's a whole variety of things that happen within my own body, my own form, to be able to allow the spirit of another person to come through in the writing. If they're angry when they're writing, I feel that too. If they're really sad, or they're really remorseful that they hurt a person and they're writing an apology. I feel that too. Sometimes when I'm writing, if their heart is broken, that they passed away, and that they still love this person, or that they, that they want to explain something to them, I feel the frustration if the person that I'm writing to doesn't want to accept the apology. I feel the emotions that come through with the automatic writing it's a physical thing in my hand. But it's something that I feel in my heart. So if if someone's writing a love story to their child or to their to their parent, that is still on earth, it's the client, and the person who's died, the deceased is writing through my body, and they they miss them. I'm the one that wants to cry. I feel that. And I want and hope that in those sessions, that the client sees that feels that in the room, that it is more than just a piece of paper and a pen, that there's, it's a total experience. I don't know how to say that. It's a total experience of all the senses, but only if the client is open to it, because I know I am. I know the reason I use these gifts. I know the reason why I sit and am willing to use my body in all aspects for a complete stranger, who might think, here you go, here's your 70 bucks. It's so much more than that, for me. But it's going to have to be up to each client to come in with their own intention or the way that they close or open their own heart to be able to receive all of that.
0: I watch you session after session hand those automatic writing sheets over to the client. And I I don't know that I ever thought to ask you this question until I heard you describe things today. How do you feel handing that writing over to the client at the end of the session? Sometimes, Kel, I feel like my heart's
1: just bursting with joy. I can't imagine putting all of my love anymore into just one person. I can't imagine just saying, I just want to meet a guy. I just want to have a partner and I just want to love one person. I can't even fathom that anymore. There's just so much about loving so many people that's just so flipping cool. There's such a variety of ways of feeling love. So, like, to me, how do I feel? It's why I happy dance in the kitchen. Sometimes I feel exhausted. Sometimes I feel like it was a waste of time. Because as much as I feel it all in the moment, with the person who's dead, I have to remember at the end of the day, if the client doesn't appreciate it and goes, I don't want that, then I can't be as dismissive of the spirit world and these gifts as they are. I have to allow them to go home and go in their cars, and process it in their own way or let it go and forget it, dismiss it. It's all bullshit if that's what they want to believe. But that's why I do the happy dance in the kitchen, because it became my choice to appreciate, to love and to feel all of it, no matter what the client, what the other human was going to do with the process. Somehow the process became intimate for me with the spirit world. It became a complete relationship.
0: Okay, so is there a difference between the sheets where you automatic write for one particular person in a one-on-one session and the automatic writing on sheets that you do for an evening with mediums event? Are they organized differently? Are they grouped differently or similarly? Is there a process to it? Do you see patterns? Holy jumping. Now,
1: you're just asking in regards to the automatic writing. Hmm. I I don't know, like, I know that at the, an evening with mediums event, when there's, you know, 60 or so people sitting in front of us, and one spirit wants to come through and do an automatic writing. Traditionally, those people at the events have always been people who've had very distinct writing. They've had, and it really singled them out. So that out of 60 people in the crowd, I could say, you, you, this lady to my left, front row, whatever, particular, this is the way your great aunt, Margaret wrote. Um, she's the one that had, you know, seizures or whatever. And this is how it affected her writing. And the and she might be able to then to say, yes, she had seizures. And this is how she wrote. In one on one sessions, it's a little bit different in that they might know exactly who they want me to channel. And then that person who's crossed over, comes through and writes in their own way. So it's not random. And it's not, I don't know, I want to say that sometimes in the events, I think it's more to identify and pinpoint, whereas in in a session, it seems a slower process. I don't, I don't know if it's because in a crowd, there's just so much more coming through.
0: I'm not certain how to answer that. Okay, I think it's fair to struggle with that. And so maybe maybe that kind of leads into a better question of how or when, I'll open it up to both of those options, how or when did you learn to trust this process? The trust, I think, comes when the client gives you the affirmation
1: that that is how they wrote. The trust comes when... In the writing and in the fashion of the writing itself, because the content of what's written isn't always as easy. I think the actual really trusting process came through with time repetitively, as I knew and heard from clients, that the actual script was correct, that that was the way that they looped or the way that they signed their name or the way that they was all in the fashion of the actual writing itself, I think, or printing. Because sometimes it would be that I would print or I would misspell words. I would be able to go along and all of a sudden I'd go, oh my God, I can't spell this one particular word. Why can't I spell there, there, and there? And they would go, oh, because they couldn't. Because I can, (laughs) but they couldn't. Or I would try and spell particular words and they would have their own way of spelling that word. Or the way they crossed their T's or the way they made their I's or the curly bottom of a G or a Y, totally different than any way that I would ever do. So the confidence and the ability to trust it came through, I would say in all of those little tiny details of how they spaced their words, how they jammed them together, they wrote really tight, or they stretched out a word, all of that kind of stuff. It took time, because I remembered feeling foolish. I remembered feeling... And questioning and thinking at some points, Kelly, I know this might sound silly, but I remember at some points thinking, I have so many gifts. I feel so blessed to have so many gifts. And now they're going to give me this automatic writing as well. How cool is this? And I saw it as a way to create accuracy when working with police departments for like doing search and rescue, but it became so important. And I saw that with Jim, in giving so much information about just writing a word like blueberry down, and then Jim would find out the whole reason around the blueberry story. It it could be a particular word that was channeled that created a whole story, or it could be an entire love letter. I remember one man, I think we did a podcast on this who came in, who was going to see a friend who had just lost his wife. And his wife, the white the friend's wife came through and wrote her husband a love letter. And this was given to his best friend who was my client. So I literally wrote a love letter word for word in her writing, signed it the way she signed it to give to the best friend who was going all the way out to the East Coast to visit his buddy, because his wife passed away. And he knew all the way out driving out in the car that he had this love letter from the guy's wife tucked into his pocket and that he could pick and choose the right moment to give it to his friend. When I am in my kitchen, when I am on the treadmill, when I am out for a walk, when I am just doing a yoga pose, when I'm sitting with Parker, I think of that story. I think of those times When the automatic writing was the thing that filled the hole, that healed the heart, that did something that if somebody else says to this man, maybe out on the East Coast, I don't believe in that shit, that all of a sudden his buddy shows up and hands him a letter written in his wife's handwriting from some lady in Ontario that he's never met and may never meet. I don't know at that point if anybody else's opinion is going to matter anymore. And I think that is so important because sometimes we let people's opinion opinions matter more than filling our own holes, than healing our own hearts. We let science tell us if it's supposed to be real or not, or we let Hollywood tell us, or we let TVs tell us, or our girlfriends Or the guys that are going to make fun of us, or the husband that says this is bullshit. We let other people prevent us from our own healing experience. And to me, the automatic writing was a, this is in your face. Try to disprove that. And I, it didn't come about that way. I didn't do it for that reason. But I saw it that way eventually. Eventually that some people held on to that letter. They held on to it for 10 years, and they would come in the door and go, Karen, I got a letter that, you know, you wrote four years ago, or or I shouldn't say 10 years ago, excuse me, but you wrote a letter four years ago, or you wrote my mom's name the way my mom wrote it, or you wrote a letter to her granddaughter. I got to see people's responses to the writing. And that mattered so much to me, as well as the feeling I got, I think that was equally as important was the amount and the intensity of emotion that I felt writing and watching the people in the room when I f- handed the paper to them. When I when I saw their faces, when I felt through synesthesia, the change in their own heart, the change in their own brain of maybe going from a complete non-believer to to somebody who who believed wholeheartedly. And who no longer felt that they were missing somebody, or that they were no longer grieving them because they were gone. But understanding Wow, they're not that far away. They must be right inside Karen's body. Could they be in mine too? And all of this is done with love. This isn't the Hollywood story. There's nobody standing on my doorstep saying, can we do a story about what Karen does? Nobody in Hollywood is banging down my door because it's, it's not the drama story. Th- this, is, this is a healing one. To me, the automatic writing was authenticity. It was about in, in, the truest intention of using the gifts. Along with all the other things we do too, Kelly, but it was just one more extension of it for me. And to me, it was one more way to be creative, to be playful, to be joyful. Yep, it's proof, but it's, it's a whole bunch of things for me.
0: So then do you notice patterns of when you do automatic writing versus not, or is it for every single client?
1: Oh, that's a great question. I have no patterns. <laughs> I haven't noticed anything. I have no idea when I'm going to do an automatic writing and when I'm not. Even during a session, I could be writing other little words that they're telling me to write down, and it's just single words, or it's a book to read, or it's this or that that the guides are suggesting, or someone's saying to write down for a person. It's not note taking for them. Um, I don't. I don't see a pattern. It really is
0: random. That's really cool, Mom. I, I have not got to that point. It's not something that I do yet. I think I'm. I don't want to say either further behind or, or anything like that, but more more doing things through mannerism but I can put myself in a client's shoes and you know I envision you dead a lot which is going to sound weird but I know you know that it's true Um, just what I would do right what my coping skills are uh, and ways that I would like to connect with you when you pass because in a way it's playful and I like anticipating that so if someone handed me an automatic writing sheet with your words on it I'd be over the moon I've taken your words and I've tattooed them on my body. And for someone to hand that back to me once you're gone is just Christmas and birthday and New Year combined. You know why, Kelly? That's a beautiful thing to say. And I think that's exactly why I enjoy
1: the automatic writing so much. I can only begin to imagine how somebody would feel who's just lost their wife, perhaps, that really truly loved them and felt loved by them to have their best friend walk in the door and hand them a letter from them in their very own writing. I, I just, I've never met that person. There's part of me sometimes that thinks, "Well, wow, would I ever like to meet him? Would I ever like to ask him? What did that feel like to get that? I think there's a whole other aspect to hear it from the other person, what that experience would be. So sometimes like I'm curious as to what the client goes through, as to what they feel when they get something like that. When, you know, a parent comes home and says, grandma wrote
0: you a note, honey. I'm curious to see, too, as the generations grow up, if people will care. If it's not a matter of believing, but if the written word is almost disappearing with, you know, not learning writing in school and everything being on technology. If personalized handwriting or printing will even be something that we value. That's really cool. And, and I think some people, we
1: get grandma's quilt Or, you know, we get our spouses running shoes, or their ring or their watch or a necklace. And we really hold value to those things because we think they wore them, or it was an extension or a piece of them. It was their fishing rod or, you know, their hunting jacket or something like this. But the writing is an extension of the person. As much as the other things are too, I'm not trying to discount getting a ring or getting something. But boy, oh boy, it's,
0: you, you said it beautifully when you think about getting your own mom's writing again. I know I mentioned it in last week's podcast, I had spent New Year's um, at the War Museum in Ottawa. And of all the exhibits that they had, my favorite one was, uh, it's something roughly called Etched in Stone. And someone carved out an imitation mailbox And the carvings in and around the mailbox were to signify how important mail was at the time in getting your word home, in getting that piece of home that was delivered to you. And some of the exhibits even had old letters from the war that were very, very faded, but, you know, kind of put between glass and a table for people to look at. And I thought it was the most most fascinating piece in the entire place. I think we're going to end on that note, Kelly, because it kind of puts
1: people right into how our writing really is an extension of what's in our heart. And I think I was trying to say that when I said my heart feels full. When I'm writing it, that I feel the emotions of the person who's passed come through my body and into the writing. And that is what we do when we write a letter. That's why therapists say when you're angry or you're hurt, write, journal. There's a reason that we're told to put it to pen or pencil onto paper. There is a whole emotional process. And it's something I feel in the automatic writing. And that I hope that the client feels and values or at least wants to open up their heart to receive that what that intention is, both from the person who passed over and from me as the channeler, the person that
0: they chose. Wicked. If you have questions or comments about today's show, and I hope you have lots of them because this is a very neat process, you can email us at info at com. Otherwise, have a wonderful weekend and we will talk to you next Saturday.